Jordan White, and welcome back to Cast and Wax. It's been a really long time since we did the show. Uh, it's been, gosh, weeks and weeks and weeks. Has it been? Has it been a month? It might have been a month. I don't even know. But uh, what I do know is that we're back, and the plan is not to miss any episodes from now on. Um, to make it weekly, because to be honest with you, if that's the case, then we've only got, oh gosh, twelve episodes of the show left before we're out of all our serials. So that's kind of exciting. Um, if you if you're wondering why I sound a little low, it's because um, I I turned thirty um, a little while ago on December eighteenth, and um, I also just I'm really an unhealthy person. I don't know if you know this, but I am, and I weigh too freaking much. And so I'm I'm gonna try to lose some weight this year. I'm gonna see if I can lose a lot of weight if at all possible, but we'll see. Um, so many things have gone into that, but one of them is that I stopped drinking soda uh, on Monday. So about a week ago, I stopped drinking soda, and I am so exhausted. I am just like dead. I, I, I used to drink, I was drinking diet soda, okay, so it's, it's not like I'm probably going to lose a ton of, of, of weight just from not drinking soda, but, but I drink it almost constantly, and so now I'm not drinking any caffeine, I'm not drinking, I'm only drinking pretty much water. All right, can we get to the rest of this so, now? Can you, can you bring us up oh, now? All right, Frank, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, my point was, yeah, so I'm a little bit low energy today, and I'm sorry for that. Um, trying to kick this habit, you know, it's tough. It's real tough. I, I want it so badly. I can taste it. Um, well, I mean, I can't taste it. I mean, but I can taste it in my mind. You know, I, the hard part is just when I'm casually thirsty. I, I want it. You know, I just am sitting there thinking. My brain just instinctively goes, "I'll have a little soda." Oh, I can't. Crap. Damn it. Oh, it's terrible. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Jeez. You know, here I am thinking maybe the. People listening to the podcast have an interest in, you know, what's going on in my life. Well, I'm sure they do, but the point is, look, we, we all have stuff going on in our life, and it's been many weeks since you've had us on the show, so we all want to talk about the things going on in our lives. Am I right? Well, yes, to be fair, that is actually something that I would like to do. All right, fine, guys. Sorry, sorry. Um, okay. So, let's start with, um, Scapey. Uh, what's going on with you? Oh, uh, well, my name is Scapey. Escape right. I'm a cat. Uh, I had a very uneventful time because douchebag dad named Jordan, basically, left me all alone with my sister. Yeah, but I was here at the house by myself for the holidays. Let me tell you a secret. Sucked. All right. I'm sorry. Well, you're not sorry, Dad, because if you were sorry, you wouldn't do it every year. But instead, you do do it every year because you're a douchebag. I'm not a douchebag, Scapey. Come on. No, Dad, I will not come on because... Okay, look. If I am your cat and you leave me alone every year... With your sister. With my sister. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we all know, Boo-Bell, <laughs> not as good as me, okay? Don't tell. Well, she already knows, but still. Escape, that's not very nice. Okay, well, too bad. But the point is, okay, so what have I been doing? Other than that, nothing. Because what am I going to do? Sit around, people come into the house to babysit us. What do I get to do? I have to hiss at them sometimes. You know, to let them know it's my house. Other than that, sleeping, chasing boobow, uh, eating dry food, bleh. Okay, so nothing. So nothing's going on. Okay. 
<sighs> I started with you basically to, you know, teach them a lesson for bugging me. Yeah. Okay, good. Great. So you ruined the show. Well, that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It turned out it wasn't that interesting. All right. Well, next up, we have Roy Sinjin. Oh, come on. Little Frank Fair's fan. Now, okay. Hello, everyone. My name's Roy Sinjin. I'm an extra historian. I'm the resident extra historian of Cast and Wax. I do extra history, which, as you know, is the study of alternate realities, the history of alternate realities, and sometimes the future of alternate realities, all, all sorts of things. Now, I do have some very exciting news. The Queen's Institute of Extra Historical Studies is officially founded. It was founded on December 31st. It was incorporated. And now, here we are in the new year, 2010, our very first year. Um, now, obviously, we're not, we're not operating as a school yet or as an institute yet. Um, we're still setting up, but now the, the overall structure is now in place. You know, the funding is, is all there. Um, you know, of course, but we can always still use more money. If you'd like to send us more money, please contact us at castandwax at gmail.com, of course. But we're getting faculty in place. Again, if you, if you're an extra historian and you have extra historical experience, please, you know, write into us, castandwax at gmail.com. We're looking for professors. We're looking for people who are doing research grants. And we're, of course, going to be looking for people to apply as assistants and as people who are learning, you know, students, grad students, things like that. So please, l write to me with your extra historical experience and I will fully consider you for the Queen's Institute of Extra Historical Studies. You call, is that qu uh, quiche? I'm sorry? Quiche, like, uh, you know, the acronym. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, quiche is spelled Q -U -I. No, I know, how, I know how quiche is spelled, but I'm saying what you've got there is pretty similar. No, 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 it's uh, Queen's... We, I mean, we don't you do an acronym. Yeah, but something that long, people are going to do an acronym. Well, no, but we, we wouldn't promote that. Well, but, but it's going to be Q, Queens, Q-I-E-H-S. That's basically quiche. No, it's not. It doesn't have a U, first of all. You could, you, you could, you could do Q-U for Queens. No, but, no. And also, in addition, it's H-S, it's not S-H. I mean, not that there's an S-H in quiche, but, you know, I, I understand there's a sh sound in it, you know, so you'd think there's an S-H if you were someone naive like yourself. But there's not an S-H in this, there's an H-S. So if anything, it would be quiche. Well, that doesn't sound as good. Just, I'm just saying, just call it quiche. If people are going to call it something, just be like quiche. No, but it isn't called quiche. It's not called, I don't want to use that as the, as the, as the moniker of my institute. That's ridiculous. Well, then you shouldn't have made that the, the name, because basically, I think, everybody's going to look at that and they can't go kill whatever you said so you know people are going to look at that they're going to just juggle it in their head and say oh it's quiche the quiche institute the quiche no it's not the, that's not what it is Rory Rory just you know it, it does kind of sound like quiche it's Q Q I quiche you know quiche quiche no I'm not I, that's not, but that's I don't, I don't like it and it's my institute yeah but you know like you said you know it's just gonna people are just gonna call it something so. well they can call it the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies that's the name of the institute the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies if they really really want to they can call it the Sinjin Institute well nobody's gonna call it the Sinjin they're gonna call it St. John if anything and there's already a St. John's well cause this is not called St. John's it's called Sinjin's no this is not fair this is my institute you don't get to name my institute well no you get to name it but we get to call it whatever we want and we can call if we want to call you dip we can call you dip You're, you were named rory but we can call you dip if we want to well i won't but i won't answer to dip and my institute won't answer to quiche institutes don't answer so you know that that's fine well good at any rate look everyone listening thank you for listening and you know not joining into this rabble it's a recording they can't well, I, I knew that but fine if you'd like to support my institute, the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies, a.k.a. the Sinjin Institute. You should at least call it the Sinjin Institute. <laughs> That's good. No, it is not a Sinjin... No, Sinjin Institute. If you'd like to support us, please write to us at castinwax at gmail.com. Thank you very much, and enjoy the rest of the show with these jerks. No, we're not jerks. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I'm just feeling a little... 
rundown. Um, so have a coffee or something. Come on. No, look, Frank, I'm trying to do something good here. Come on. Anyway, right, like I said, this is uh, Frank. Frank Allen is our final co-host. Hello, yes. My name is Frank Allen, and uh, I, too, have made a lifestyle change in this uh, this new year. One which I'm very excited about. Oh, what is, uh, what, what, what's going on? I've decided that I've been working at McDonald's for too long. You know, I, this was supposed to be a job that helped me as a stepping stone. You know, something I quickly did while I was waiting for my big break, but it's been too long, you know, and it takes up too much of my time, too much focus on something I don't want to be doing when the thing I want to be doing, hosting, news, investigative journalism, interviews, things like that, is kind of falling by the wayside. I, I get to do it for this show, but that's all. You know, I have, I don't have time. So I quit my job. What? Whoa, Why Frank. would you do that? Jeez. This is the worst economy in a long time. So many people are unemployed, and you just quit your job. You had a good job. They were, you were on, I thought you were on track to become a manager. Well, at some point, yeah, but I don't, but I don't want to be a manager, is the thing. I, being a, being a McDonald's manager is not something I aspire to. And I have, you know, I have dreams, and I'm not ready to give up on them. So, you know, I quit. I said, you know what? I'm not taking another job. I'm not taking another menial food service, uh, 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 customer service, no, no retail. Nothing. I'm not taking a job like that again. I'm not taking another job until it's in the industry I want to be a part of. And so now I'm, I'm currently, obviously I'm currently unemployed, but I know that there are probably people out there who are looking to help me out. So please write into me, castandwax at gmail.com, like, like Rory said. If you've got some sort of hosting opportunity that you'd like me to, to take up, if you've got an interview you need me to conduct, a, a news you'd need me to report, you know, things like that, anything, I will take it uh, as long as it's in, again, in the uh, the proper uh, uh, line of work that I'm looking for, I'll do it. If you're writing from McDonald's, please don't bother. I'm not coming back. This is serious. Frank, I don't know what you're thinking. You're going to starve to death. This is crazy. I'm not going to starve to death. I have some food at home. It's not a problem. I don't just eat at McDonald's. I, I mean, besides, they don't even give you free meals. They give you half-price meals. So, you know, it's not it's not going to save me that much. No, I don't mean because of the food service part of it. I mean, who's going to hire you? You you had a, a paying job, and now you are going to have nothing. Don't, don't come crawling to me. You know, you shut down the Brooklyn Institute. I've just got the Queen's Institute started. I'm not going to help you out. I don't need your help. I can do this on my own. I don't understand why you have no faith in me. Jordan, tell them that I can do this. You, I mean, you know I'm a good host. That's why you brought me in to host some of your shows. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, yeah, you do good. I mean, I can't pay you if that's what you're trying to say. I can't pay you to do it. Well, no, I mean, yeah, it would be nice if you could pay me. I can't. I can't pay you. I'm sorry. Well, no, I know. I'm saying it would be nice. I know you probably can't, you know, yet. No, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to do it. And like I said, there's only like 12 shows left before we're out of, of shows. Well, look, let's not talk about that. What I'm saying is, uh, what I'm saying is, I know you can't pay me. We had a deal before this all came into place, but I'm looking for someone else who actually can pay me. So. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I can't help you. Well, you know, actually, I think I can help. You just said you're not going to help. I, I don't need your help. Well, no, but I, but I, I can help in one way, which is uh, the next segment of the show, Jordan, if, if I may be so bold, extra history now. Um, I'd like to give you a little bit of an extra historical reading on this, if, if I could. No, I don't want you to. I don't like your stupid reading. No, no, I understand that. But let's, uh, let's, let's just, uh, Jordan, you want to play the song for me? Oh, God, I'm playing the song. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can. I guess I can do that. You got a new ukulele. You love it. No, that's true. Yeah, I, I should say I do have a new. I have a new ukulele. It's better than my old one. Here, let me grab it. It's a good one. I like it. It's so. It's so beautiful. I'm still really tired though. Sk Scape, are you ready to do this? This song. We're gonna. I, we're gonna. It's gonna be a little slower. If that's okay. All right. Yeah, I can do it. Let's go. Okay. 
Thank you very much. And I'd like to do a, a special reading forth, Mr. Frank Allen. Um, you, you quit your job to get a job as a host in some sort of industry. Okay, well, that's fine. Let me give you a reading, because I will tell you. It's interesting to know, Frank. It's not interesting to me. I don't want to know. Well, for those of us who do want to know, it's very interesting to note <sighs> that there is another world. A world in which you did not quit your job at McDonald's. And in that world... As I said before, you are on the track to become a manager. And over the course of the next year or so, a little bit more, you do the training. You get taken away to special McDonald's training programs at the McDonald's compound. You see the original McDonald's, and they teach you everything you need to know about being a manager. And you learn all about being a McDonald's manager. And eventually, you are put into the position of managing the head manager of, of, of an actual store. And you get a very nice salary. You get benefits. Um, you do get some free foods once in a while. Of course, they all, I think they only give half price. Well, but for managers, you know, things are a little different. But that's fine. It doesn't matter what the benefits are. In that world, you get free food. So fine. All right. And it's true. You don't get to be a host of anything. But like I said, it's a dependable job when other people are scrounging for jobs. And so what you develop is a sense of security and satisfaction with your life. And you realize that not everyone is cut out to be a host. Not everyone is cut out to be an interviewer. And when the podcast ends, you say to Jordan, Jordan, as much as I've enjoyed this podcasting that we've done, I don't think I need to continue. I don't even think I need to do any more Frank Allen interviews because I'm, I'm actually getting quite satisfied with my life. And it is kind of a simpler life than you had planned. But you have money, you have support. Eventually, you meet a woman. Okay, now, hold on. No, it's true. You meet a woman at the McDonald's, but she likes the cut of your jib, so to speak, and she asks you on a date, and you accept, you go on this date, and in four years' time, Frank Allen, you are married to Mrs. Francine Allen. It's a very weird coincidence. She has the same name. Point is, you're married. You have a child a year later. Little Francesca. And as the years go by, every once in a while, you look back on your life, and you think, I miss, you know, I do miss being a host. But then you look at the, the look in your child's eyes, and you say, you know what? My life is beautiful, and the world is a beautiful place, and I have a beautiful child, and I've, I've gotten past it, you know? Even though I do look back and I enjoy the thought of it, I realize that maybe that's not for me, and maybe I have a place in the world. Maybe this was my true purpose. And your child grows, graduates high school, you're proud of her, eventually she gets married. The two of you, you and Francine, are, are just so proud of her. Grandchildren arrive, things like that. And, you know, you look back and say, I, I lived so much of my life as a McDonald's manager, and while that wasn't what I wanted to do originally, it did, it did give me a bedrock on which I could build a house of my dreams, so to speak. So, uh, that was a life well spent, you, you say to yourself. And that's about it. So that's the other world. Rory, that's not nice. That's, I mean, that's like the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do with extra history. No, no, Jordan, that, that's good. I mean, this is, this is good. I'm glad he said that. I mean, you know, I, I, look, I know extra history is BS, but that being said, thank you, Rory, because, uh, I mean, I like that you're supporting my decision. I'm sorry? That you're, no, I mean, you're telling me about this world where I just give up on my dreams and move on, and eventually I forget I even had these dreams. I forget how important they are to me, and I, I, that's, that's horrifying, and I don't want to become that guy. You know, that's, that's, that's terrible. So, I mean, yes, I, I don't actually believe there is that other world, but, you know, thank you for, for saying, yeah, I did the right thing if I want to stick with my dreams. I, I'm going to be the one who achieves rather than the one who turns his back and becomes a nobody, you know? A nobody with a wife and a daughter. He loves, and who love him. Right, but I can be a somebody with a wife and a daughter. I mean, you know, obviously, the wife and the daughter part sounds nice, yeah. But, you know, to be a loser, it's not, why would I want that? <sighs> All right, well, I, I guess you didn't get the point. Well, that's fine. We have a whole bunch of shows for you today, um, so let's get right to our first show. Uh, first up, we have an episode of Like Daughter, uh, which is a show about a girl named Pandora Darling, whose mother 
was killed, and it's, wow, it's kind of complicated, but there's this weird secret agent society stuff, and secret conspiracies, and da, 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 da. Last time we saw her, uh, I think she was just stuck with a giant needle, uh, stuck into her, 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 her uh, torso. Anyway, let's move on. Let's get to it. Here's like Donna. Like Daughter, Episode 9, 3 to 1, by Daniel Schwartz. Pandora Darling slumped against the wall, clutching the spot where a hypodermic needle had just stabbed her. In an attempt finally to get to the bottom of her late mother's mysterious conspiracy, she had looked in the urn which contained her father's ashes. A strange injection had been the reward for her curiosity. And now, with her boyfriend and her former best friend on their way to committing serious murder she had finally run out of ideas <laughs> i can't i don't know what to do mom i just don't know what to do i'm i'm so goddamn alone <laughs> indeed she was pandora had been living a happy life as a popular high school student in affluent carousel new york when she came home to find her mother disemboweling a jehovah's witness however she began a downward spiral into a world of intensive training constant danger and endless secrets she had lied to tabby once her closest friend she had helped brainwash bobby a helpless loser whose affections for her had led him to see too much. She had spurned the advances of George Batista, hunky jock extraordinaire. Ultimately, she had been unable to protect even her mother, mistaking her concerns for insanity and failing to stop her enemies in time. Now it was over. Those who had stood by her were brainwashed insane or dead, and now she was completely Wait a minute! Utterly! That's it! And undeniably! Shut up! I'm trying to think here! Maybe if I could do that without crazy people shouting at me all the time, things would get done faster! Thank you! God! Sorry, Dad. Okay, we need to think about this logically for a minute. People don't just join cast because they like being part of a secret conspiracy. That has to be a trigger. Blackstone's notes may be able to tell me something. Oh, gross. You got brains on me. Yuck. Jeez. Okay, let's see. Tabby joined most recently, starting that campaign of hers just after she and I stopped being friends. George became active in the koalas thing about, uh, six years ago. Just as his dad's career was taken off. Mr. Batista's never at home. He's always off in the Bahamas or something, doing photo shoots. That's got to be hard on a kid, being left behind all the time, only to be overshadowed the little time his dad is home. And Bobby joined the computer and science club when his dad married his stepmom. Oh man, I remember that. She don't want him in the house. She hates him. And mom... Blackstone puts her at starting cast operations not two months after Dad was killed? 
Okay. People join Cask because they've lost someone or something important to them. They need drive, purpose, something to keep them going. But that's why Cask is dangerous. Because instead of giving your unhappiness a healthy outlet, it feeds back, making you crazier and crazier until... We this program to bring you this breaking story. Local high school student Leslie St. James was brutally beaten to death in her home in Eastern Carousel. Authorities remain baffled as to the purpose or identity of the attacker. I thought so. Let's check the yearbook. Yep, Leslie St. James, Computer and Science Club, fourth from the right in the back row. And she lives, where's that student directory? Here we go. Anderson Street, right near St. James, Rowling Stern, Jerry Tiptree, Bobby's next target. Pandora leapt into her mother's old car, speeding off towards Anderson Street. Her training helping her outrun or outmaneuver any police who might catch sight of a 16-year-old driving alone. Pandora found 2275 Anderson street without difficulty she hadn't really known jerry tiptree but if she was going to help save her boyfriend she would need to stop him before any more blood was spilled shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up stop now two story colonial four bedroom three three and a half bathrooms from the look of it so a 16 year old male would be there. The door's already open. Looks kicked in. When did Bobby get that strong? Interior looks clean. Probably in maid service. Certainly doesn't look like a place where people live. Ah! Yep. Got the right room. Oh my god! Bobby, put the lamp down! Hey! The counter Anderson street clutch has got to him! They're trying to destroy the streets and the wrong map of Garazel will turn into a sounding circle for Azathoth! Ah! Oh! Bobby, no! Pandora moved quickly, interposing herself between Bobby and the pro. Bobby, look at me. Look at me. You don't have to do this. This isn't you. You're not a killer. You're the sweetest, gentlest, kindest person I've ever known, and nothing's going to change that. Bobby, you're all that I have. I... I love you. Really? More than I ever thought I could. You... You've never said that before. I was scared. Scared of what might happen, of how we'd live with that between us now. Now I know I don't want to live without it. Not for another minute. Please, Bobby, please don't do this. Blackstone ordered me to- Blackstone's dead. Shot himself in the face. Even if he hadn't, you don't need to do this. You don't need to kill to be part of something. You already are. A part of what? Of us. <gasps> wow. That was- Perfect. Oh my god, Leslie, Pandy, I- Shh! They don't have your fingerprints on file. I can change them with a the curling iron and a safety pin. But we've got bigger problems, Bobby Socks. Oh no, Tabby and George! We need to find and stop them. Before we go, though, hold down his arm. What's that? It's my mom's memory cocktail. She doped you with it a couple times before you figured out what was going on. Oh, really? Yeah, it works like a churn. Oh, good. So where do we go from here? Tabby, her campaign advocating social knowledge is a political action committee that includes high-profile members of the municipal government. The closest one to my place is Alderman Samuel's house on Johnson Court. We'll need to go there. I just hope she hasn't gotten past his security system yet. Does this street take me to Windsor? No, take the next right. Right, okay. Say it again. Say what? You know. No, Bobby, I have no idea. Come on. I love you. I love you, too. Well, it works out really well, then. A turn here. I know. Sorry. Don't sweat it, Bobby Socks. That's kind of a silly name. I know. Well, then I need a name for you. Handy isn't bad enough. You don't like it? Not really, no. It makes me sound like I eat bamboo and ride the short bus. People just started calling me that, and I never really got up the nerve to tell people to knock it off. Wow. I never had any idea. I never told you. Never told anyone, really. Well... What do you want to be called? I don't know. I guess Pandora is too long. I just don't want to be Pandy. How about Dora? You know, I like it. Dora it is then. Here's Johnsy Court. Doesn't look like the alarms have gone off. Either she's in or she's still trying to get in. Where would she be? Probably around the back, away from the street. We need to hurry. This way. There she is by the pool. Oh my god, Alderman Samuels. She's holding him under the water. Give me that rock. 
You can hit her from here? My mom taught me to improvise, right? Great throw! Fish her out of the pool. I'll get Alderman Samuels. <coughs> oh, oh, thank heaven you came. I was sure that agent from the committee to have Alderman Samuels killed would succeed. Shh, <coughs> Alderman Samuels. Here's something that'll help you relax. Ah. Tabby's out cold. So is the alderman. Bring Tabby back to the car. We'll cover and keep her in the back. What then? Haven't figured that out yet. For now, we need to get to George. This group is nationwide. How are we going to find him? Think about it, Bobby. Who's the highest profile advocate for koalas? Oh, my God. His dad. We'd better hurry. Pandora and Bobby burned rubber all the way to the palatial estate of the Batistas. Dora's home invasion training made entering a breeze, and Bobby was able to fast talk them past the private security. Finally, the duo entered the home proper, decorated by the most expensive designers. Where will we find them? Not sure. I'm not familiar with the interior decorator style, but listen. Running water. I think it's this way. Should be right around... Oh my god! But how did they... George must have come in with the knife while his dad was looking in the top. He stabbed dad's struggles. A flat iron must have been knocked into the water creates a circuit. They both fry. That's horrific. No kidding. God, this smell is awful. I don't think I'll ever eat barbecue again. We need to get out of here before security finds them. Good thing they don't have our license number. Can't take any chances. We'll have to get rid of the car. We can report it's stolen. I just wish I knew what to do now. Will Pandora discover the fiends behind Cass? Can she and Bobby evade the police and take care of Tabby? Like Daughter continues next time with The Heart of the Maze. In that episode of Like Daughter... The narrator was Charles Berman, Pandora Darling was Guinevere Eckert, Tabby was Ava Rosenblatt, Bobby Kurtzman was Jordan D. White, Jerry was Rob Glass, Alderman Samuels was Michael Meckman, and the Anchorman was Frank Allen. The theme song was by Jordan D. White. Uh, yep, 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 yep. So, gosh, oh, God, it is tough not drinking soda all the time, let me just tell you, because it gives me that pep. This is going to be good, right? I mean, everybody says it's going to be good, so... Okay, Jordan, move on. Can you get on with it? All right, Frank. Gosh. Okay. Um, what's next? Um... This day in history, and right, where are they now right, in history? Right. Yes, yes, uh, those things. Rory's things. This day in history. Oh, we have like four. Oh, God, because it's been so long. We have four of them. So, Rory, go have a couple. All right, let's do so. Hello and welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory Sinjin. Did you know that on December 21st, 1958, three months after a new French constitution was approved, Charles de Gaulle, French World War II hero, was elected the first president of the Fifth Republic by a sweeping majority of French voters? Let's listen. And now I, Charles de Gaulle, will read the inauguration speech that I, Charles de Gaulle, wrote. Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers did... Sacre bleu, that is a froggery! I beg your pardon, sir? A froggery, you froggera! Um... That is not yours! You have stolen that and put your name upon it! Excuse me, which of us is the president of France and which of us is you? But, but sir, yes? it, it is written in English. Yes... French people speak like this! French people speak French! You are lying! Froggerer! Yes, I guess I have froggen. Throw the moldy croissants! Oh no, moldy croissants, my uh -huh. one weakness! Yes, Charles de Gaulle's one weakness was that when people would throw moldy croissants at him, he would have to eat them. He did eat all of them and died shortly thereafter because he was, as they mispronounced, a plagiarist. 
uh, make sure that you do not plagiarize for your own part, especially in an academic setting. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Hello, this is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory Sinjin. On December 28, 1869, the Knights of Labor, a labor union of tailors in Philadelphia, hold the first Labor Day ceremonies in American history. The Knights of Labor was established as a secret society earlier in the year and later grew into a national body that played an important role in the labor movement. It's a wonderful day for a parade. Don't you mean night, Clemens? You're right. It's a wonderful night for a parade. Why are and you- I'm not Clemens. I can't see you. My visor is stuck. I can't see you through this fog. Who are you? There's fog. This is an excellent secret society with the fog and the visors. We don't know who anybody is. Why are we holding this at night? No one suspects a parade in the nighttime. Hold on, hold on. I'll turn on my brights and then we'll all be able to see. Brilliant. Sweet crackers, I'm blind. Ah! Ah! I'm coming to the light. Take me home. Stop shouting. I can't see And of course, the reason that the Knights of Labor went from being a uh, society of tanners to an actually important labor movement was because all the original ones died and someone else just took the name. People who were smart and didn't drive their cars at night in fog with their brights on. This is This Day in History on WHRW. Binghamton. But arrête, s'il vous plaît. My name's Roy Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History? On Cast and Wax. And being students of history, I'm sure you're all wondering about the famously rumored connection between French President Charles de Gaulle and the Knights of Labor. Well, it all comes down to a very obscure fact, which many people don't know, that the phrase Knights of Labor is actually a French phrase, which translates to Destroyers of America. Now, when the French started their covert movement to destroy America, they internally would call it the Destroyers of America, but never intended for that to be the actual name. But when it came day to actually go and integrate themselves into American society. One of the people first there accidentally said Knights of Labor, which people in America said, oh, Knights of Labor, that sounds pretty good. And the French people were very confused. They were sitting there, well, it says Destroyers of America, but that's very weird. But Charles de Gaulle said, no, just go for it. There apparently already was a group called Knights of Labor, and so if there was already a group with that name, we can use it now. And so the people now in the Knights of Labor said, okay, if that's what you want us to do, we will destroy America, calling ourselves the Destroyers of America, aka the Knights of Labor. And so one night they were heading for their meeting, and it was foggy out. And they were like, how will we get through this fog? Shall we turn on our lights to bright? No! Turning on your lights to bright in the fog is a terrible thing to do. You will crash and everything will explode. And Charles de Gaulle said, that's wonderful, that's excellent. But someone came along and said, I am a descendant of the original Knights of Labor and I will serve you with papers saying you have ripped off my ancestors and you owe us a lot of money. And so the Knights of Labor said, well, no, we don't mean to say the old Knights of Labor, we mean Knights of Labor as in Destroyers of America. And he went, oh, Destroyers of America? Is that what you said? Well, that's not my name, then go about your business. But someone else who had a moral obligation to, you know, report these sorts of things was listening as well. And they reported this sort of thing and said, those people are actually trying to destroy America. They're not trying to knight labor at all. And so the police came and said, you're not allowed to destroy America. We're sending you back to France and you can knight labor in France, meaning destroy France, but they didn't really what it said. They didn't speak French, those people, so it was, you know, it was mistranslated. The point is, that's why you should never plagiarize names and you should never drive with your brights on in the fog. My name is Roy Sinjin and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. So you're saying that Charles de Gaulle led a secret conspiracy against America? Yes, in that world, yes. And, and you know, in, in our world, did they actually do that? Well, who can say? You know, but he is French, so... I wouldn't trust him if I were you. You're not French. I don't. I really don't get it, Mr. Saint-Jean. No, that's not my name, thank you. No, Mr. Unemployed. Currently unemployed. Mr. Pursuing his dream. Can you say the same? Yes, I can say the same. I'm the head of the Queen's Institute of Extra-Historical Studies, the lead institute on the East Coast of Extra-Historical Studies. That is my dream, yes. I pursued my dream, and I am successful, unlike some of us in the room. I think he's talking about you, Dad. What? What? I... What? 
You said something? No, Jordan works for Marvel Comics and he loves comics, so obviously he's pursuing his dream as well. And Scapey is in rock school, so he's pursuing his dream as well. And they're relatively successful, you know. There's only one of us here who is a complete failure at their dreams and perhaps should give up on them and go about having a normal life. There's only one person in the room, one single solitary person, someone who is not the head of an institute, who is not working for the most important comic book company in the world, that is not studying at a prestigious institute for rock and roll. There's only one, one single solitary person. Well, I'm the only other person in the room, and we already know I'm giving up working at McDonald's to pursue... A folly! To pursue a folly! That's what I'm saying. You are a failure, and you are failing more dramatically now, because now you are completely unemployed. No, that's not... No. Look, I just quit it a week ago. It's not... There hasn't been time yet, okay? But I just announced it on the podcast. I'm expecting mail, so I don't I don't understand the problem. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, no, you're right. Of course, no problem. And why don't you introduce your segment of the show? People will love it, and then they'll, you know, hire you to host the Academy Awards next year. I think they already planned that stuff in advance. I, look, I just... Go ahead. Jordan, are you going to let him do that? I mean, that's really mean. I, yeah, I just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be mean. No, you're not mean. I... Uh, forget it. Yes, this next segment of the show is my segment. It's called Debatatorium. It's the final episode before we find out who Debatiator of the Gear is. So, that's pretty exciting. That's pretty exciting. Why don't we get right into it? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Debatatorium 2007. My name's Frank Allen. This is the uh, penultimate episode of Debatatorium 2007. We are going to be finding our final uh, finalist. Hopefully, uh, it will be a good one, and because next week we'll find out who's the debatiator of the year. But first, we've got, as I said, two returning people, uh, one of them being someone who won their way up here, and one of them being a wild card, very wild. And let's find out who we've got here. Debater number one. Hi, my name is Giorgio. Giorgio, uh, welcome. Thank you. Giorgio, who taught us that uh, ninjas would beat pirates. Obviously. And... The thing about drugs being bad. Drugs being... Uh, drugs should stay being illegal. Yes. Uh, for various reasons. So, uh, anything you want to say before we introduce debater number two? Well, I just want to say hi to my girlfriend, Cleo. Hi, honey. I love you. Welcome. And uh, I'm Shout glad. out. Oh, it's a shout out. There we go. Uh, now, <clears throat> debater number two, returning uh, guest. Perfect pitch here. I've been... Frank Allen left a message on my answering machine last night, and I uh, I wish he told me what I was debating, because that would have been very helpful here. Oh, you don't know? Are, yeah. Are we debating Giorgio's gender? No, 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 no. Hey, I'm a real man. No, no. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you knew. Well, from what I've gathered of your, Frank. of your background, it will yeah. fit right in. Uh, because we're going to be debating uh, stem cell research and whether or not stem cell research should be allowed. And I think it's fairly obvious that Giorgio believes that we should continue with stem cell research, Why? while Perfect Pitch believes that we need to stop stem cell research. So, Perfect Pitch, why don't you uh, start us off by telling us, I, I know you're, you're unprepared, I'm sorry, but maybe you can riff a little bit about why stem cell research is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'll riff like a Eddie Van Halen or something. You're hilarious, Frank Allen, you know that? Thanks. You know, and of course, I, I look just like a scientist, don't you? Because the way you can talk, you can tell I have degrees stuffed on my wall. It actually blocks out all my wallpaper. He was blind with science. <laughs> okay, so, first of all, stem cell research is disgusting. Now, why is that? It's, I don't know. I just don't like the sight 
of blood and embryos all over the ground. And anyone who does is probably a bad person. I'm sorry, all over the ground? Do they do they stomp out the juice or I don't know how doctors work. Do I look like a doctor? Maybe some of them do that. At the very least it goes from inside the body to outside of the body so they can stick their tubes and they can stick their proboscis and they can put their drugs in there and they can jam it into other people's bodies to make them live longer. Well, no, I don't think they take stem cells out of people's bodies. I I think when they get the stem cells they're 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 from embryos and they're pretty much the whole thing is the stem cells, right? Oh, okay. Well, the other aspect of this is that you get these uh you might not know this, Frank. No. You might not know this, but everybody is born with superpowers. Now the major fact you've got to realize is that most superpowers are stupid and useless. What's my superpower? I don't know. Has it what a lot of you how do do you think I know you? I've never met you before. Come on, I'm Chuchu. Everybody knows Chuchu. Chuchu! I like you better than Bridget, but really, that's that's not saying much. I'm not going to be your best friend forever. I'm just going to say your superpower is the ability to catalog uh, muffins, okay? You're so, right, I am good at that. Yeah, see? See, most of them are useless. No, but some people have really great skills. Now, what would happen, say, if a supervillain, which are exist in roughly equal proportion to superheroes, decided, mm. gee, golly, I want my evil lineage to go on forever. And then they narrowed that down. And all of a sudden, you have like 12 Doctor Dooms, 14 Michael Myers. And I mean like the slasher dude, not the Canadian comedian. That's too bad. You know, you get hundreds of them. And even in the best case scenario, or like you have a hundred clones of Superman. Oh, best case scenario, you get a gigantic war of superpowers. Have you seen the end of a Godzilla movie? Yeah. There's not much of Tokyo left, is there, my friend? Not my, Why am I calling you my friend? You're like my enemy. We're foes, not friends. What? I'm not your enemy. You said I lost last time. That you, was your decision. That wasn't God's decision. Well, oh, that's true. But you're still trying to win my favor here. Oh, like, really? You asked me to be on this show, Frank Allen. Well, okay. Uh, it's That's one point of view. I'd, I'd be just as happy, you know, watching, uh, you know, SmackDown or something. So, well, this is like a, a mental SmackDown. All right. Mental SmackDown. Gotcha. Thank you. Now for putting me back on focus. The point of the matter is... Basically, there's a few things come from stem cell research. One, disgusting blood. Two, doctors making money, and I hate doctors because they make more money than I do. And three, gigantic potential misuse by supervillains and misguided superheroes. Well, that's those are all pretty clear points, and they sound like a downside. Yeah, so, it's, a, it's a veritable armada of points. So, uh, what do you think, Giorgio? What do you got to say about that? I really have no idea what this guy's talking about. Um, stem cells. smarter than you, that's why. That is not true. Stem cells, he's talking about. I'm aware of, of the topic, but I don't think the points it's making are, are really pointful. Pointful? Yes. <laughs> What's the problem with them? I mean, what what do you think is well, wrong? He's like talking about all these like supervillains and them using stem cells for evil. But there's so much good that could come from from stem cell research. Like, it's not like cloning. You're not gonna have like twelve Doctor Dooms or whatever he said. Like, you're just like, yeah, okay. But I know, I know that like villains are bad. But but you're forgetting that they have the right to not be sick too. So like, if they're curing Parkinson's disease with stem cell research, like, would you really kill? The, the, the good guy with stem cell research just so the bad guy can't have the cure too? Well, what, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it could make other Dr. Dooms because if they took the stem cells, I mean, I think they're adaptable, this right? This isn't South Park where you can clone a Shakey's Pizzeria with stem cells. Oh. Stem cells. Shut up. Stem shells? Shut up. Oh. All right. Well, we do have a couple of experts here. Uh, let me uh, go to my first expert here who wants to weigh in on the stem cell uh, problem. Yes. Please, introduce yourself. Hello. Um, my name's 
Uh, Horace Winterbottom. Horace Winterbottom? And, and Yes. Who are you? Oh, my name's Horace Winterbottom. Well, I mean, who are you? Uh, more specifically, like, uh, what? who is that? Who What's is your, what? Horace Winterbottom. Yes. Okay. Uh, describe... Oh, okay. Give us your background, please. Oh, I'm... It's like a white wall. No, no, no. Uh, yes. Uh, your history, your past. Like, history, it's... I... My, my mother was very nice. Why are you calling? Who is this? I'm on the line. I, I'm sorry. What was the subject? I'm asking you. Stem cells. Stem cells. Uh, this is for medicine. Yes. Yes. So you're in favor. Of what? Stem cells. Stem cells for medicine. Yes. It's for memory. If you lose your memory. Well, that's not the only... I mean, they suspect that stem cells might help, possibly, with Alzheimer's. We don't know. They can help with Alzheimer's. Maybe. Who can? Stem cells. For medicine. For Alzheimer's. What for Alzheimer's? Stem cells. Like embryos. Maybe. Maybe what? Perfect pitch. Do you have any... I just hope he's not on my side. That's I, all. It sounds like he's in favor of stem cells. Well, that's that's Sounds good. Like he needs them. You know, it's it's kind of like a man can be judged by the quality of his enemies. Do you agree with that, Frank Allen? So you're saying because he's against you, you're not worth much. It means I don't have a whole bandwagon full of retards on my side. That's, you know, most hey, issues. Hey, I believe that was one retard, not a whole bandwagon. I think he's worth a whole bandwagon, you know, buddy. That's 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 how I I judge that. Okay, anyway, pal. That's, that's my uh, that's my that's my opinion on that guest. That's, Giorgio, do you have any questions for Mr. Wow? Oh, gosh, what was your name? Winter. What? You, what? Winter. Winter Bottom, I think. Yes. Oh, Winter Bottom. Yes. Giorgio. No. Giorgio, do you have any questions for Mr. Winter Bottom? What is wrong with you? Me? Yeah. I don't know. What is? is there... I was asking you. What were you asking me? What's wrong with you? Wrong with me? Do you need something? Is something wrong help? with me? Do you need help? I think with he what? needs help. With what? This is what am I doing? This man obviously has Alzheimer's, and there's a possibility that stem cell research could help with that. So Stem cells. Well, we'll put him down as a an unofficial positive. What are you talking about? I have qualifications to make these sort of decisions. What? What qualifications are those? <laughs> I don't know. D don't you know that, on a cooking show. Don't you know that like guest hosts on cooking shows routinely perform surgery and medical experimentation? I didn't say anything about surgery. I said I had the ability to diagnose Alzheimer's. Can't that be my other superpower, guy? You, you get only, two? No, you don't get two. She doesn't know the rules. Hey, I'm a man, baby. I'm sorry. I'm Not to mention, you totally just made my other one up. You just, you just came up with it up the fly. It's not my cup. fault that you don't know what your powers are. Well, it's not like I'm your grandfather. I was just testing you. Speaking of uh, powers, we have another expert who wants to comment. Hello. Hi, who's this? Hello. Yes. Yeah, I'm on Evelyn Sufstein. I'm sorry? Evelyn Sufstein. Evelyn Sufstein? Yeah. I'm a doctor. <laughs> I missed the last guest. We're having a party over here, man. I'm sorry, you're a drunk awesome. doctor? You're a drunk I'm not drunk. Don't listen to her. She's just crazy. Don't I'm listen not to drunk. Who? Who? I have a friend over here. What are you doing later? I'm partying all night, man. Don't Come you have to. Giorgio, don't you have a fiance? Yeah. This is going to get you into trouble. I like trouble. No. Trouble is my middle name, man. And I like middle named girls named Trouble. All right, all right, all right, all right. So you wanted to talk about stem cells.
else. Okay. Yeah, well, they're all wrong about this whole thing, man. How can they both be wrong? One they're of them's... both wrong. Well, okay. look, all right. I, let me explain. He's wrong because I don't make any money off of it, really. Why not? Because uh, you're drunk. pay us to do it. I don't know, man. I had money in the drawer and then it went away, so... You spent it on alcohol. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but listen, she's wrong. Because you can't really cure diseases with it either. Listen, I don't know why you people don't can't get it through your tiny little heads that I'm a real man. I'm so much man. I'm more man for just Cleo. I got plenty of man for you. man, man, me man, me man. Why do you have to qualify it as real man? I'm not doubting your manness. I'm just saying you're wrong. You called me a woman. I said, oh, whatever. No, you you're said, wrong. You you're wrong. She. All right. I'm wrong. Because we don't He's really wrong. cure diseases with it. They're just messing what? with you when they say that. What do you do with stem cells? Then? Well, look, but this is why I think we should keep doing it. Because I'm like playing with them over here and they like turn into what you put them on. So I have like five hands on my arm. Oh. And it's awesome. <laughs> You've grown extra hands. Yeah. Why? Because uh, it's cool. And you're drunk. No, I'm not drunk. You're She's sh- just got like five feet on her back. Don't listen to her. Who? I, nobody told me you're drunk. There's I'm no woman here with four feet on their back. Surmising that you're drunk. I. She's here with me and she's telling everybody that I'm drunk and I'm not. That's because you've drank a lot of alcohol no, until the point of inebriation. I've, no, it's water. It's water. If my boss calls, tell him it's water. Tell him it's water, but it's not. It is. It's water. Water in a vodka some? bottle? You want some, I want some here? Water. Just put in my giant Saratoga Springs water. It's bottle. a phone call. You can't give us water. I. You should drink some. You look thirsty. I'm not. You can't see me. All look, right. I got. Look, there's punch out here and stuff. But I there's like punch. Yeah, Frank Allen does want, look like, thirsty though. A couple though. of hands or thirsty. like some feet or you know what? I bet I'm trying to grow some more eyeballs. All right. So we should keep doing this because it's fun. Felicia. No. no. What's your name? I don't remember. Stephanie? Right. Stephanie. I don't think that that was it. But Evelyn, all right. Evelyn. Evelyn. My name tag says Evelyn. Evelyn. It's uh, Evelyn. So let me just make it one more point clear. Yeah. You're in favor of stem cells. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're okay. awesome. So you were on my side. Two guests, two experts have said stem cells I'm are I'm going to hang up the phone. Okay. Ow, 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 okay. Bye. No. All right. Bye. Perfect like pitch. Her. Two experts have said stem cells are good. Well, kind of. One and uh, sort of a half. I don't know. Well, I, the, if one calls and remembers their name and agrees with me, then I win. That's the law. That's the law? Yes. Well, you the do enforce point, the law, right? So Yes, I enforce the law, and I will enforce my own victory. Well, no. I, I don't I know if that. I should or not, because if I win, then I just have to come back here last time. Next time, yeah. Well, okay. Here's the. No, By the here's, way, that's what all the students at Binghamton University are like. You realize being a cab driver gives you a somewhat jaundiced view of those uh, those little cretins. Oh, the like the drunk doctor? Well, yeah. First of all, what, what hospital? hospital does that doctor work at? That's I, the first point. Not that I question. care. I can't afford to go to a doctor anyway. Well, whatever I, it is, my doctors practice there. on the streets. They right. don't have a fancy degree. They go to this medical school of hard knocks. So they're not doctors. That doesn't sound like a good idea. No. I'd like to go to a real doctor, but it ain't going to happen. It, you know. Don't you get medical coverage through your union? No, we don't get it. What kind of memory do you have? After 9-11, all the funds got sent down to New York City in the state. We're the only superheroes in the entire freaking United States 
don't get any money. Oh, none at all. That's why I drive a cab. Do you think I drive a cab because I like hearing loud engine noises? Do you not get any health care through the cab driving? No. Bubba, my employer, cut that off like three months ago. Oh, man. Man, you're boned. Right. Well, maybe if you win, someone will- There better be a huge cash prize. That's- Well, no, there's no prize, but maybe someone will take pity on you. You know what that trophy's going to go? You know what its first destination is going to be? Yeah. Rico's Pawn Shop. Oh, now now I hope you don't win. That's definitely not what I thought you were going to say. I don't want to know what you think. All right. Uh, we actually have a final expert who does want to, I think, tell us about the stem cell thing. We'll see if everyone agrees with Giorgio or if anybody's on Perk Pitch side. At last! Yes, who's this? My time has come! Yes, whose time? Who? I am, of course, the Immaculate Professor Neats. Um, immaculate? Professor yes, Neats. entirely! Excellent. from birth with the power to annihilate dirt! So, you- Watch! Bam! Well, that was cool. Well- it's very clean in here now. Yes, I know. Uh, but you you weren't you were about to tell us about stem cells. Oh man, was I about to tell you about stem cells? What were you going to tell us? I mean, you made me lose my train of thought a moment, please. Ah, yes, of course. Yes. Ordinarily, yes, because Perfect Pitch is a superhero, I would have no choice but to show up, mock him, shoot him with my clean array, and then vanish. Are you a supervillain? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize. What the enormous from? cape didn't give it away? Where are you from? What municipality are you? Please. As if I believed in municipalities. No, I'm too busy in my volcano fortress on the moon to worry all that much. Because confidentially, basically, if uh, we, we people, we don't, the way, it's, you know how the economy here, it's like a low service, low cost economy is what they provide. So basically, if you commit your crimes one foot outside city limits, you can Ooh, do what hold, you want. Hold, hold on, you got a little something there. Let me get, let me get that. No. Come on. It's going to drive me crazy. What? The, the, the thing. Just get it off of Yeah. For crap's right. sake. You got it. Yeah, that was gross. All right. Also, your lips were moving, so I assumed you were making some kind of point. This is more important. Normally, <laughs> I'd be more than happy to get all up in your grill about you being wrong. Yeah, but my grill. it's very clear, very clear <laughs> to me, that you will only be disadvantaged by winning as such. Stem cells, as I should know from my years of annihilating all dirty things like humans and children, are incredibly, incredibly messy. Really? Yes, all the time. So, are you saying he was right about the whole stopping on them of thing? Of course! That's really Where nasty. do you think they come from? What do you know about science? Well, not much. You do you have a professorship? No! I do! I have a, a radio Right show. here! Oh, wh where? There's a class here? No. Oh. It's on- it's- it is unto my person. <laughs> oh. I am the professor. Well, professor Neat. The goes, immaculate Professor Neat. That goes without saying. Yes. Okay. So, as you were saying, uh- Science yes. says stem cells are dirty. I say stem cells are dirty, and science agrees with me. So you- Don't you, science! You you exist before science. I post-date science. I can still speak for it. Oh, what? All right. Science itself can't speak. It's an abstract concept. So science needs Honestly, you. Frank Allen. All right. Okay, but your point is, you're saying that not only is Giorgio wrong- Entirely. Not only is Winterbottom wrong- Was he right? He not, didn't say anything. Not only is Evelyn wrong, but they're all wrong. Evelyn well, no, a doctor too. A doctor, not a professor. So she doesn't profess. She can doct all she wants. I'm too busy professing to notice. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're saying that Perfect Pitch is right. Yes. Only in this circumstance. Giorgio, uh, what, yes. do you, what do you respond? So you're saying that I'm like not clean? Is that why I'm wrong? No, no, no. You're clean enough, I guess. Nothing that a dip in my pool of bubbling bleach couldn't solve. That would hurt. Oh, Pitt, how I love you so. <laughs> no, no. That would hurt. So then why am I wrong? You're wrong because if... 
your rights and perfect pitch gets what he wants, not having to come back. So you're lying. No, I am telling the truth exclusively to stick it to him. But if is it, it stuck to you? But if if that, the answer is yes, ah. if that wasn't the truth, you'd say the opposite just to stick it to him. No, really. Yes. So if. He was saying stem cells were good. You'd come in and say they're dirty. Then I would laugh at him, probably shirt him with, shoot him with my clean array and teleport laughing. Oh, okay. You just wouldn't argue. All right. Good point. All right. Well, perfect pitch. Uh, this. Yeah. I'm... You're on a supervillain side now. How does it feel? I've been on supervillain sides before. Yeah, but that's not going to look good on your on your resume, is it? No wonder you do. My resume insurance. looks pretty bad as it is, Frank. I'm going to be honest with you. It's mostly lies anyway. Oh. Wait, wait, hold on. If they're all lies, why does it look bad? It should look pretty good if they're lies. I knew you weren't a registered nurse. That's a good nurse. point. I have to go back and correct that. You need better If lies. I've learned one thing, it's that I shouldn't put, I should take that felony off. Well, yeah. Almost definitely. What felony did you commit? Uh, what felony didn't I commit? Let's see. Uh, uh, a felony. I didn't do that. No, I don't think it's a felony, but it's, I think it's legal. I didn't now. do that. And I don't, oh, do, I don't okay, know good. people who do that. No, I, uh, let's see. Basically, I, uh, I robbed a hospital, all right? Why am I telling you this over the year? This is why I shouldn't be over the year. This is why this is a big pain in the butt. Yes, indeed. And a pain in your butt shall be pained again. Ha ha. All right. Now to take that imposter, Mr. Clean hostage away. Now Can't we, I just ah, win yet? It's time. Well, it's time for the final argument. So we're going to find out. Perfect pitch. Why don't you sum it, summarize it for us? Tell uh, us. All right. Okay. Just, uh, dirty floors, superpowers, war of the worlds, war of the worlds. destruction. Wait, what war of the worlds? What does that have to do with it? Oh. Uh, um, Didn't you see that? There's just going to be a lot of fighting, probably, if there's oh. clones. Because of the whole thing that I described earlier, it, Mr. Clean that came in, Professor Neat, threw me off. You, you, know, you know, it's been 17 years, I think, by my reckoning, since a supervillain is really bothered with Binghamton. It's been above C-grade status. <laughs> well, okay. And it's just my day that they come in now. Well, he didn't do anything yet, so. He didn't do anything now, but he's going to come back to his friends, and he's going to be like, oh, the periphery is easy to invade. Eh, 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 eh. We could run this place in three days. That's what it's going to be like because twenty years ago there was a lot more here. Wow. Yeah, but what what is there to, to rule here? There's anyway. Doesn't I matter. rule? All right, Giorgio. Well, no, hold on. You didn't even tell us. The, okay. okay, okay, okay. We'll give you the real summary then. Yes, right. Please. Not the fake. That was a practice summary. Oh, good. The real summary goes something like this. Yes. Doctors can't be trusted, and they're the ones who do this. And what kind of person wants to have a stem cell done to improve themselves? I mean, really, you're going to say, well. Well, people need to be cured of cancer and heart problems. <laughs> well, I drive a taxi cab, and let me tell you this. My exposure to the whole freaking human condition is that basically it stinks, and there should be less people. Wow. All right. That's my point. No stem cell research, because that way people will die. Pretty much. Okay. And Giorgio, t uh, tell uh, us the I'm opposite. in favor of life. <laughs> um, I prefer not to die or have people I know die. So, um, And doctors can be trusted, because I wouldn't really trust some taxi driver to cut me open and mess around in my awesome man parts, so... Oh, I'm sorry, why, why is a doctor cutting open your man parts? Never mind. But the point is, you can't trust so, some random person who isn't a doctor to not do doctor things. You can't trust someone who's not a doctor to not do doctor things? <laughs> you don't want someone who's not a doctor doing doctor things to you. What does that have to do with stem he cells? He said not to trust doctors, and that's why stem cell research is bad. Doctors are good. Stem cell research is good to save people's lives. Like, yeah, we don't know exactly if it all works, but why not try? I mean, what? It's just like little, little thingies, you know? They're like, little they're just thingies. sitting there. They're not doing anything. Well, yeah. Are they just going to get thrown out if we don't use them? The stem cells? Yes. Maybe. Yes. All right. Well, I'll watch CNN. That's a nuance. 
nuanced argument. Let me let me uh, consider things because uh, things like to be considered. But I got to tell you, uh, I was pretty shocked to learn that you do stem cells by stomping on them. And I can't approve of that. That's a that's a horrifying thing. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, that that alone makes it so stem cell research should stop. Perfect Pitch has got this. My day has come! Great, great. Dear people arriving in the Greyhound cab station, there's going to be one less taxi cab to pick you up on Friday afternoon. I have to hang out. I have a date with Frank Allen. Well, that is not hot. You might win an award. Hey, now. Sorry. Sorry, Georgia. Look, just because you worked your way up here and then lost, it's not my fault. No, just Yeah, I because... worked for 20 years and I lost. Well, no, you won. Oh, you mean superhero-wise? Yeah, you lost. I Whatever. hate you, Frank Whatever. Allen. I hate you! Frank Allen. I'm sorry. I, I'm going to laugh at you when you die of something that stem cell research could have cured. But, and I'm going to laugh and then I'm going to go out drinking. Uh, Anyhow, well, tell me with, what the with that hot next Evelyn time Chief. in advance, Frank Allen. I, okay? I will. No, you'll know, you'll know far ahead of time. I got to uh, go to the public library and look Cleo's up not Encyclopedia Britannica. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you all for listening to Debatatorium 2007. Come back next time when uh, you'll hear President Samuels and Perfect Pitch debating to become Debatiator of the Year 2007. 2007. Should be a blast. This is Frank Allen. Good night. That episode of Debatatorium featured the voice talents of Frank Allen, Charles Berman, Lynn Nelson, Daniel Schwartz, Jacob Thompson, Angela Tyman, and Jordan D. White. Thank you very much, Rory. Um, Next, we're going to be... More episodes of This Day in History and Where Are They Now in History, Jordan? Yes, that is absolutely correct. As you said, we had a four. That was only two earlier. And here's two more. Hello, my name is Rory Sinjin. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. On January 4th, 1999, for the first time since Charlemagne's reign in the 9th century, Europe is united with a common currency when the euro debuts. At last, we have made the euro. I what? I will call it the euro. We've got excellent seats for this speech. Let's move closer, Becky. Now listen okay. to my thunderous voice when I talk about the euro and conquering stuff. This Quickly, is... drum solo! This is awesome. All of you hear is euro from now on. Euro. It's so loud, it's so loud. What? What, what, what about the euro? The next morning. Euro! What? Euro! I can't hear you! All I know how to say is Euro and this phrase. It just, it's ringing. I don't know. What? What? Euro! What? Yes, and in fact, uh, the first year or two of the use of the Euro was quite confusing, as the entire continent of Europe was deaf from not wearing protection in their ears at the giant Euro debut concert. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Hello and welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory Sinjin. On January 11th, 1927, Charlie Chaplin's $16 million estate is frozen by court receivers after his second wife, Lita Gray Chaplin, sues for divorce. Nyak, 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 nyak. I'll put all of his business inside of the Communist Fund. Nyak, nyak, nyak. I never liked any of his movies, so I'll change them all to bankrupts. Stop right there. What is that? I'm Charlie Chaplin, famed Charlie Chaplin, and you can't do that. I probably shouldn't have repeated my own name. Sorry about that. Charlie <laughs> Chaplin, what are you doing here? And why do you have that other person with you? I'm a silent film star, doofus. Oh. Somebody has to read the captions. But we're in real life. And you can't stop me. I've already done it. 
See, look, communist now. Unfortunately, your beautiful and impressionable secretary has already warned us of your evil scheme. What? Foiled by Mary? Sorry, they, you know, offered me donuts. Darn it! Foiled again by donuts. Mary, we should really stop working for these terrible employers. Well, you two definitely did the right thing by blowing the whistle. Remember, if you see something, say something. Curse you, Rheingold! No, curse you, Rheingold! Yes, if you see any sort of malfeasance in your place of business, make sure you report it. You may or may not get donuts, but you will have done the right thing. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But... Stop right there. My name's Rory Sinjin, and this is Where Are They Now in History on Guess and Wax. And I will finally answer the question that has been plaguing historians for years and years and years. What would it have sounded like if Charlie Chaplin had been the one to put on the celebratory Euro concert? Well, I think it would sound a little bit like this because there is another world where it sounds a little bit like this. Euro. 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 If you see something, say something. If you see euros, say euros. I think that you should wear protection if you're near a loud speaker and you hear my voice. If it's too loud in your ears, wear protection in your ears. Euro. If there's malfeasance in the place where they're giving out the ear protection, you should report it. Be a whistleblower. That's a very good thing. Euro. And if you're wondering what happened after that point in history when he had already taught everyone those two important lessons, namely, wear protection in your ears if you're near loudspeakers or if you're at a concert that is too loud for you, or if you're in a workplace and you see malfeasance there, therein, you should report it so that, you know, things are on the up and up in all cases. Well, what happened from there on is that uh, basically George Bush uh, was not elected president the second time, and the Americas became a wonderful place. I know you're wondering how could that happen because of the Euro thing, but the thing is, it, it, this, this, this Euro concert was played all over YouTube so much that everyone in the entire universe saw it, and everyone in the entire universe said, wow, I'm going to wear protection in my ears at concerts and I'm going to report malfeasance and then people in the government reported malfeasance in George Bush's behalf and he was thrown in jail and executed as a traitor. Not to the United States, of course, but to the entire planet because the United Nations rose up and took over the world. My name is Rory Sinjin and this is Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. A Euro concert? That's the main thrust of your entire... A Euro concert? Look, I don't know what the problem is with this... <sighs> Who am I talking to? Why am I even gracing your opinion with a response? This is ridiculous. You're a ridiculous person. All right, well, whatever. You know, you're a jerk. Well, I'm not, so there's that. Jordan, you're, you know, I don't know why you're letting him walk all over the show. It, you know, he's just being a giant douche all over it. No, that is the douche, because it leaves me around. No, I'm talking... Jordan. Jordan. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Rory, are you going to deal with him? No. What? Why? What does he want? What's the what kind of deal? No, that's not. Uh, you know what, uh, Jordan? I'm really thirsty. Do you know? Okay, have a drink. That's fine. I will. Oh, look, what's this? Oh, looks good. Oh, that's that's very tasty. Uh, is that a soda? You're drinking soda? Yeah. Oh, it's it's good. Let me have some more. Oh. Oh, oh, it's fizzy. It's it's tasty. Oh, and I can feel the caffeine working. Why would you do that, Frank? Why would you do that to me? That's really uncalled for. Come on now. The man is suffering. He's got a problem. It's an addiction. No, that's, I know. And But it's soda's not illegal. It's a, it's a commercially available product, and I like it. I enjoy it. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just drinking it. Oh, God. 
I want it. That's not nice. <gasps> so bad. That's just, that's very not nice. And I didn't think you're a good person anymore. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just enjoying a, a beverage. You know, beverages happen. Let's move. Scapey, let's go on to the next part of the show, please. Our next part of the show is my part of the show. Scapey stories. Did you know about that? Well, I'll tell you all about it right now. Scapey stories. From a cat in the dark. Hello and welcome to Scapey Stories from a Cat in the Dark. My name is Jordan D. White, here to introduce the concept of the show, which, as I'm sure you all know, is that I, Jordan, tell a story to my cat, Scape. Hello. And he, I almost said regurgitates it, but he reiterates it, I guess. I don't know. He tells it to another person who is the listening guest. Um, and we do have a new guest, a very special guest with us today, a medical doctor to go along with the medical themes of this show, Dr. Evelyn Sting. So, uh, welcome, Dr. Yep. Uh, you're uh, so you're a doctor. Yep. All right, you ready for the story? I'm. So, I love stories. I love them. All right. Well, then, uh, then uh, escape. Take it away. Okay. I will take it away. I, you, you're a cat. Yeah. You can talk. Yeah. It's a miracle of medicine. Okay. You're not a really good doctor if you don't think that cats can talk, but... Usually they can't, but with this stem cell research going on, I believe anything, really. Okay, did I ever show you the foot on my back? I thought you didn't have foot on your back. I didn't have a foot on my back. Well... I don't believe it. I'll show you. No, I'm here to tell you a story. I love stories. Well, get ready, because you're going to get scared. I'm I'm ready. Okay. This is called The Steps by Amalus Northcote. I've heard of that. I, I think there are 12 of them. I never did it, though. No, it's a story. Uh, there's only one. There's no sequel. No, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure there are 12. You start with the first one, though. You're adorable, you little furry thing. Okay. Once upon a time, okay, right? The following story is totally true from doctors, okay? I like doctors. I believe them. You're a doctor. Yep. Okay, so there, this is a story I only got from doctors. Lots of doctors tell it to me. Okay, there was a guy once upon a time named Sir Arthur H. That's right, Coretta H. And he was a doctor, and he was also a military guy, so there was a war one time, okay? And uh, he had to go to, to see the war. So, he left his wife, right, who's Lady H, and his daughter, Miss H, at home. And they were like, okay, well, we're, we're alone, but we're rich, they're rich. So, you know. And they're like, we're going to entertain the troops because we like to. So, when the troops are at home, they will come over and say hello. Hello. No, the troops. Yeah, hi. I like the troops. They're good people. No, but we're not in a war. This is a war in a story. Well, we're in a war. I don't know if you know about no, it. No, it's a story. Okay. I like stories. So, like I said, they would have the troops over to their house and, like, hang out. Hey, check it out. Some troops. What are you going to do? do 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 And, uh, there was one guy who would come and see them. He was called Captain X. Okay? I think he was a superhero. So he would come over and be like, hey, you want to hang out? And he would be there a lot, like, hanging out. Hey, everybody, I'm Captain X. What do you think? And so, that happened. And at first, Miss H and Lady H both liked Captain X, okay? They were like, oh, Captain X? 
he he saved the world. So they raped him. But what happened was one day Captain X was like, "Hey, Miss H, uh, do you want to get married?" And she was like, "Not to you." Uh, so no. So that basically kind of soured things. And for a while he didn't come over because he was like, "Well, you suck." <laughs> but then after a little while he did come over some more. You know what? Men don't know what they want. They say no, and then they say yes, and then they say no again, and they leave you eventually. No, he was like, yes, I want to marry you. She was like, no. Yeah, but she knows what she wants, you understand? And he's like, well, bye, and then he comes back. Yeah, because he wants, he knows what he wants, he wants to marry her. That's stupid. Well... Because she's a man? Because he... Look, you're a man, so you wouldn't... You know, you're not even a man. You are a cat. You're a really cute cat, too. Can I scratch your chin? Well, yeah. I'm going to scratch your chin. All right. All right, ready? Okay. Scratch, 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 scratch. All right. Keep telling your, your story about this superhero. So, okay, Captain X is like back now, okay? He comes back. And here's the thing. Miss Edge and Radiate are both like, uh, dude, why is this guy coming back? He wants to marry you and we think he sucks now. He does suck. What a sucky guy. Well, that's what they thought. They were like, so when he would come over, they'd be like, mean. So he'd be like, hey, you want to hang out? They'd be like, you suck. You got, you, you got anything to drink in this place? No. I, you know what? I bet you do. I'm going to check it out, okay? I have a water bowl. I, I don't know that brand, but I'll try it. Okay, it's right there. All right. I'm, I'm going to go check this out, okay? Well, no, I have to tell a story first. Yeah, keep talking. I'm checking it out. Okay, so so they're like, man, man, you suck. Why do you hang out? We don't even like you. And so, but he still comes around. And eventually, they hear a rumor like, oh, next week, Captain X's troop is going to be shipped out to the war, too. So he's going to be gone. Awesome. Aha. What was that? You, got, you know you got vodka in here? No, I don't. Yeah, up in the cabinet, you got vodka here. I have some. I don't have it. This is delicious. It's not from you. Whatever you say. What I say is, don't we have to tell a story? I love stories. Keep telling it. So, okay. So, like, he's going to get shipped out. And so he's like, I'm going to come back to say goodbye, they think. But instead, he comes back and he's like, yeah, I'm going to leave. But, uh, hey, remember when I asked you to marry me? And you were like, no. She's like, yeah. And he's like, well, are you sure? Maybe you actually would marry me instead. And she was like, no, because you suck. And... I hate you, so no, double, and forget it. And he's like, oh yeah, well, guess what? And she goes, what? He goes, well, uh, you're gonna marry me, the end. And she was like, I'm not. And he's like, well, you are, you are, actually. So, get used to it. And then he left, and then they never heard from him again, okay? Your ears are really cute. Well, I could hear a story. No, they're, but they're cute, like, to look at. Here's what I'm going to do. I have this thing. I have these... You hear stem cells? You know what stem cells are? No. All right. I'm going to just... I got a little eyedropper here. I'm just going to drop on your ear. No, no, I, I don't want water. No. no it's, it's not water. I don't want to get wet. It's stem cells. I don't want it. You'll have like eight ears and you'll be eight times as cute. No. It's awesome. No. Here you go. Ready? No, 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 no. I got no, it. No, 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 no,
I ripped it off. And you're going to have an ear on your tongue. I swallowed it. <laughs> then you're going to have an ear in your stomach. It's not true. It's so true. You're being stupid. You're being stupid, you stupid man. I'm a cat. You're a male cat. Whatever. So what happens with this stupid guy and this dumb woman? Well, I'll tell you. So, like, okay, they, they, they actually, that was the last they ever heard of Captain X. You'd think maybe the end? Well, no. It's not the end. So one day they're sitting in their, like, whatever, parlor or something, okay? And Radio X and Miss X are like, do 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 Captain X is gone. And all of a sudden, it's, it's much later. They haven't even thought about this guy in a long time. And Miss X goes, what the, I, f- I think I hear Captain X walking towards us in the hall. And Radio X is like, what? I didn't hear it. And she was like, well, I think I did, but it's gone now. And she looked out and she was like, oh, there's nobody there, so you didn't. And she's like, oh, well, I thought I did, but obviously. I must not have heard it because there was nobody there, but I believed at the time that I was actually hearing it, so, sorry. And her mother's like, well, okay. You know what I think we should do? What? Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scratch your belly. No! No, listen, this is awesome. I'm gonna scratch your belly, and you tell me if you can hear it with the ear in your stomach. No! I don't want to touch it! Don't touch my belly! It's private. You're a cat. Yes! So I'm gonna scratch your belly because it's cute, and then you'll hear it. No! Yeah, it'll be awesome. Here's the rest of the story. Right now. You have to hear it. Belly, 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 belly. Don't touch me. I scratch it. You are disgusting. You're disgusting. I'm not drunk. You are. I don't even know what it is. So you are. I'm not. You are. I don't, I don't drink. I drink socially, you know. I saw you drink. Yeah, it's water. You said it wasn't. Vodka is a kind of water. Look, I don't... What were you talking about? Well, I was talking about Captain X. So, Lady H is like, okay, whatever. And then the next day, she saw, oh, look, Captain X is dead. It says in the newspaper, he died. That's weird. And then Miss X is like, uh, oh my God, every time I am, like, sitting somewhere, I hear footsteps coming towards me, and it sounds like Captain X's footsteps. What do you think of that? And her mother's like, well, you must be overtired, so go to sleep. Or something. But that doesn't work. And she continues to hear it sometimes. Okay? And so, then they take her to a doctor. Okay? That's a really good idea. They take her... Yeah. So they take her to their local doctor. And he's like, yeah, you're just tired. So, like, go to sleep or something. Uh, and she's like, well, okay, I'll try again. Guess what? It doesn't work. So that doctor says, all right, go see this other doctor in the city who is, like, super good. So they do, okay? All right. And the rest of the story is told by the doctor, okay? Okay, so I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Yeah, me too. Wait, if you're, let me ask you a question. If you're a doctor. Do they pay you to do stem cell research? Because they don't pay me. No, I'm not that kind of doctor. I'm a doctor who sees people who think they hear steps. That's a stupid kind of doctor. Well, shut up about it. But look, I'm just a doctor, okay? So they brought Lady H... No, I mean, Lady H brought Miss H to me, okay? And she's like, well, let me tell you the story. Da, 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 da. And they tell me the whole story that they just told. Oh, the Captain X. I'm like, oh, well, I can understand that your doctor thought you were exhausted. But what I was thinking was, you probably were getting some kind of psychic connection to, like, a dead guy or something. Like, when he died, he was thinking about you, and so he projected his self towards you, and you heard him walking towards you for reals the first time, and then since then, you're hallucinating. What do you think of that? So, he's like, well, I think that's the natural natural assumption to make. So, what I would do is I would treat you with 
hypnosis. Belly, 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 what belly, are you belly, doing? Belly. I'm talking about, a, I'm a doctor, and you are trying to touch my belly. You don't touch a doctor belly. Belly, 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 you belly. You don't belly. touch. A, I have claws. I see them. I will scratch you. They're in my hand. Scratch. Listen, so I was like, I will hypnotize you. And the mother was like, that sounds like something the devil would do, so no. So I said, okay, in that case, have some juice, go to the beach. That's all. See ya. And so she left. And guess what? She didn't get any better. Because our students drink juice to go to the beach. So, a week later, they called me back. And they're like, ah, oh, can you come out and see me? And I'm like, yeah. So I go out. And she looks terrible. And she's like, I hear the steps coming closer all the time. And someday they're going to get me. He's going to he's gonna come close enough to touch me. And he's going to grab me. It's going to be terrible. And I'm like, well, no, but... <laughs> That's not true. And she's like, okay, well, tell you what, do the treatment that you were going to do. And my mom said no. And he was, and I was like, okay, I think I will, but let me talk to your mom first. So I went downstairs and I said, listen, Lady H, I got to do this. And she was like, okay, fine. But then I was like, but, I, but I'm going to do it later. I'm, I can't do it right now. I got to go. But I will be back and I'll do it. And she was like, okay. So I left. Okay. And when I came back later, they were like, oh, uh, she's dead. So it's too late. And I was like, what happened? And they were like, well, uh, we stayed in the room with her because she was scared. But then I got a phone call and I left. And I was like, I'm going to go downstairs so she doesn't get disturbed by my phone call. And uh, then she screamed and I ran upstairs and she was dead. And that's it. And we examined the body and we were like, what the heck? And the doctor, the other doctor was like, I think it was a heart attack from shock. And I was like, okay, the end. You know what? Your floor is really comfortable. Well, get up, because it's time to finish this recording. Ah, coming. It's, hold on. All right, look. <laughs> you want to know something funny? Well, I want to know something scary. It could be scary. <laughs> okay. I'm not even a doctor. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I thought you were, a, you were a doctor. I was a doctor. I got my medical license taken away. <laughs> Why? I have no idea. I don't do anything wrong. I think they don't like the water I drink. Well, you have to drink water. That's what I said. That, that's unreasonable. Isn't it, though? Yeah, so you should kick them. That's not a bad idea. I'm going to try it. All right, but you were a doctor. Right? Yep. So you used to know about medicine. I know about medicine. So now you've heard the story about a doctor. What do you think? You know what I think? No. I'm tired of think. Okay. I think I'm going to puke. No. Yep. No, that's what I do. I'm going to do it. Don't. <laughs> that was gross. Ah, oh, but it felt good. That was like a really gross puke because when, I, when you you got to do good pukes that are just in a little rag and then you can pick them up later. Somebody else could, preferably. What are you talking about? Pukes! Look, pukes are not even in this story. The girl never pukes because of the steps. She just dies, okay? So I want your medical opinion of the story. All right. I am in my professional opinion. Oh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> All right. I think she was depressed. What about? Oh, she, you know, she couldn't find the right man to marry, and she probably lost her job or whatever. And, like, you know, her friends don't like her. They just hang out with her because she's funny when she drinks or something. I don't know. She's depressed. Well, you're wrong. 
Uh, that's not what happened. I'm a doctor. I was a doctor in the story. But I was a doctor in real life. Well, I was a doctor in real life when I was telling the story. How about this? I'm going to puke on you. No. Let me tell you how the story really is about. Okay, you ready? Okay, but I'm going to go over there. No. Okay, fine. Look, here is the scan model of the story. Uh, if a superhero wants to marry you, you better do it. Because, for reals. I think it's the best story ever. Yeah, and about superheroes. Look, I love your floor. You know what? That was the best story ever. I mean, it was that was really deep. Yeah. I know. Did you make it up? No, I wrote, I was a story, I was read. I told you who wrote it. Some other person whose name I don't remember. So, to that's the scary morrow. The end. The end. No, no, we, we should say it together. Because we were in this together. Well, I was telling it to you. Okay, but I was here, and you were here, and we were together. So, let's, you, can we say the end together? The end. No, <laughs> that's not together. You know what together means? At the same time. Yes. The and. Now you're supposed to warn me when you're gonna say it, so we can say it together. Like this, right? One, two, three. The... What are you doing? What are you doing? Nothing! I was just sitting here. What? Alright, look. We're gonna try this one more time. I'm gonna point to you, okay? Alright. And when I point, you're gonna say the end. Okay? Alright. The, the yeah. I'm leaving. Oh, bye. Bye. Okay, well, that was an interesting... I'm not drunk. I didn't know that. I left your bottle in there, the recycling. What bottle? Bye. All right, Scape. Well, that was the end of that, I guess. Uh, I'm going to do another one next week? Uh, no. But next time I do it, guess what? What? It's going to scare you to death. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. I just, I want to drink it so bad. Oh, God, I'm thirsty. No, 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 it's, it's fine. It's fine. You don't need oh, it. God. You don't need it. It's You don't need it. No, I, you don't need it at all. I mean, you, you, if you have a problem, obviously you shouldn't be having it, but those of us who don't. Frank, just, you know, just shut up. Just shut up. You're a terrible human being. I'm not. I'm not. So. Jordan, listen. Oh, look, look, Jordan, it's your new ukulele. Look, look, look. What? 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 Oh, yeah, my ukulele, yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. Right, and you need to do a song with Scapey, so, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, yeah. That's time for my new song of the song day, day song. Right, well, okay, Frank, 
I hope you enjoyed that song. I didn't, and I hate you all. Right, good. Now we do have a a, a letter. Um, I suppose I'll read it since uh, Frank's a douchebag. No, I can read a letter, and I will demonstrate my host ability. Yes, I know. That's why I'm not going to let you. All right. Dear Scapey, attached, please find your grading sheet for your fourth assignment. Merry Christmas if you're lucky. Oh, for, for Scape's uh, assignment for rock school. Please look for a separate class announcement from me about your next assignment. Um, so let's see. Let's take a look at the grading sheet. Assignment for holiday song, Mr. Scape White. Scapey, congratulations on a successful closing assignment to the year 2009 and to your first semester at the Brock Institute of Rock. Your holiday song, Merry Christmas, if you're lucky, was a great example of a song with cheerful music and mournful lyrics. You composed a wonderful traditional Christmas song full of holiday cheer, but you also highlighted the plight of pets left behind for the holidays. And I must admit, your adorable voice brought a tear to my eye when I envisioned how sad you were on Christmas. I'm sorry to hear that it is such a sad time for you, but I hope that the reward of a great performance sweetened the pot a little bit. I belatedly wish you all the holiday chicken moist foods you can fit in your belly, and I'm going to give you an A for this assignment. Yes! That is awesome! That is very... Congratulations, KP. Well, um, thank you very much. Uh, There's a little bit more. I have collected your lyrics from Waxwork.com for your RRR portfolio. I also want to take this opportunity to let you know what a pleasure it is to have you in class and that you have had a great semester in class and with your assignments. Fall grades will be officially released on January 20th, but I'd like to let you know that you earned an A- for the semester. See you in class. WS. But... Is awesome. I got an awesome grade. I got an A and a minus for the semester. What was it? What? What? I said, I got an A and a minus for the semester. You got, you got a minus for the semester? Escape. Why? Why didn't you get an A? Because, Dad, I got a minus. That's good. That's high. Yeah, it's, it's good. Minus. No, it's good. That's really a good grade. No, uh, Minus is a negative, negative, so it's a negative grade. No, it's not a minus A. That would be like negative A. This is A minus. A negative, so it's a blood type. What? No, it's, it's my grade. But it's not a good grade. It is a good grade! Dad, this is the part where you are juicing No, this is the part where you... I can't believe, you know, we pay all this money. Dad, you don't have to pay too much. Look, point is... What, hey, Roy, did it say my assignment? Yes, there's another email, I believe, with another assignment. Well, I'll read it now, because I'm awake now. What is it? What does it say? All right, here it is. Uh, Happy New Year and Holiday Greetings, class. I hope you are all enjoying your time off. I know you must have been incredibly disappointed that our last class was so abruptly cut short by technical difficulties. We here at the Rock Institute of Rock consider it a blessing that technology allows us to have classes composed primarily of international telecommuting students, but occasionally it does pose a problem when our technology fails us. As you should be aware, we will convene our first class session on Wednesday, January 27th. I am told that our telecommuting equipment is now in tip-top shape. We will begin the semester with the study of the ballad. You should begin studying the ballad notes we have online prior to the 27th. Your first assignment due February 3rd will be a ballad, either a traditional love ballad or a power ballad. Please get in touch if you have any questions. Enjoy the remainder of your break. Regards, WS. So, Scape, this expensive school, the, the technology broke down. We're paying and it's breaking down. Dad, I'm just one class. It's not a problem. I, I was going to write a ballad now. It's going to be awesome. This is, I mean, this sounds like it's, you know, why are we spending all this money? Dad, just forget it. Okay, look, I still do assignments, okay? All right, whatever. Well, serious, it's okay. <sighs> Fine. Anyway, um, let's, well, I guess that's about it. That's all we have time for. Please write into us at castinwax at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of everything. Um, please, because seriously, we like it. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, like I said, hopefully we'll be weekly from here on out uh, till the end of the, the series for now. Um. Uh, Anyway, my name's Jordan D. White, and uh, be seeing you. Wax work, wax work, wax work, wax work.